Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to More Than Amused podcast, a podcast all about women and the arts, hosted by Stani and Sadie. Join us as we explore what it's like being a female artist, examine modern day problems, and educate ourselves and you on important and forgotten female artists of the past. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to More Than Amuse. I'm Stani. And I'm Sadie. And Welcome to Barbie Part 2. Yay, Barbie Part 2. If this is the first episode of ours that you're clicking on, I would recommend that you go to Part 1 because in the Part 1 of our Barbie episodes, we went over the whole history of Barbie, how it was formed, some key moments of the brand, controversies, how they've responded, all of it. And like me and Sadie were dying because when we went to go see the Barbie movie, all of the things that we researched for the podcast were so relevant. There are so many inside jokes mm-hmm. little things in the scene that you probably wouldn't notice otherwise so like highly recommend even if you've already seen the barbie movie go back and listen to the first one because there will be so many things that you'll be like oh wait that's what that was like that's what that was mm-hmm. yeah it was incredible they did such a good job of like tiny little easter eggs all throughout the movie so they really did and i really honestly loved and appreciated it because they definitely had such a care and like homage for the brand and they truly did it shone through and i thought that was super cool it was beautiful it was also kind of well okay we'll explain the structure of this yes we're gonna get ahead of ourselves let's remind (laughs) ourselves of our outline so first off i just want to mention like we want to fully state we know that there is a strike going on right now in Mm -hmm. the whole movie world i'm sure all of you are very aware of that happening the strike is between first off the writers guild which is like the union of screenwriters and all other kind of writing for movies and television. And then also with another union called SAG-AFTRA, which is the Screen Actors Guild, and that's a film and television recording association. So they like combine together, and that's basically every actor that you know the name of is probably in SAG-AFTRA. I'd be shocked if you can name an actor that isn't, to be perfectly honest with you. (laughs) Yeah, that is more than just your friend who maybe acts for fun. (laughs) They're all in it. They're on the picket line, and we stand behind them 1,000%. Some of the key things that they're fighting for is the use of artificial intelligence, which is very Black Mirror, honestly. Um, literally yes yeah some like literally an episode of black mirror and is super messed up and this is against like a lot of producers and studios and streaming services and then the other main thing that they're fighting against is residual pay which is how many times their show gets played on a streaming service kind of Mm -hmm. like streams for an artist on spotify it's the same thing but for actors on a streaming service and they're not getting paid very well for that yeah so they're just fighting for better rights which is something we totally agree with can totally get behind i've seen videos on the sag after account of like Aubrey Plaza, Mandy Moore, like out there on the picket line fighting for what they believe in and what they are fully in the right task for. Mm -hmm. So we stand with them. 
I also really want to see a woman-directed film crush a male-directed film in the box office, though. <laughs> so I think a great way to, like, stick it to the studios is go see Barbie directed by Greta Gerwig. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I, I will admit that, yes, Donnie and I had a bit of a conundrum this week of, like, oh, no, like, we know this is going on, this strike and everything, but also, like, we've been planning on talking about the Barbie movie, and so... You know, that's it. I'm just acknowledging the conundrum that we're in. And if we're yeah. actually promoting the movie, I don't know. We're just talking about it. But yeah, and here like, we are. But there's this so is many what we... good things that Barbie stands for. Like, this is the first independently directed female film to, like, break box office records. Yeah, it's huge. really cool. It's really <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and there's so few female directors and producers that are allowed to do projects like this and given full reign in you know, with a brand that was started by a female, like we talked about. Mm -hmm. So I think that there's like more to stand for than just like going and seeing a film. Also, I don't think they're discouraging people from going to see movies. So no, I don't think so. I think yeah. that at that point, it's kind of a whole other deal. I don't know exactly what we're allowed to to do and not allowed to do we're not a part of Zac Afro yeah that's it we are not <laughs> actors even a little bit and nor do we generally no. even do movie commentary this is a whole new thing for us so yeah I think the last movie commentary we did were on movies that came out in the 70s yeah exactly so <laughs> I guess don't worry darling but like we oh. waited until that was on HBO Max so I mean yeah that wasn't in promotion for the movie but but anyways no <laughs> so we just wanted to acknowledge that though first off and also like you know if you didn't know that this was going on maybe take Take some time yeah. you know learn about it i think it's really cool and really awesome that like this is such a united front that artists are fighting for yeah it's the first union strike that's happened in a really long time so it's a very yeah. monumental thing in history and it means that most television projects are probably going to be halted until september <laughs> so it will affect your life even if you don't notice right now it really but. will but for the <laughs> yeah. rest of the episode so if you haven't seen the new barbie movie that's fine we're not going to discuss the movie until the end but there is a whole other barbie cinematic universe outside of this newly released movie and we wanted to talk about that first kind of in tandem with what the episode was last week and so yes. yeah that's the structure then of today's episode yes so we'll be spoiler free until we warn you yes yeah. <laughs> so as we all know barbie fashion doll manufactured by the american toy company Mattel has been basically turned into a media franchise since the late 1980s, including all kinds of things like CGI, computer animated film series, TV shows, YouTube vlogs. Like it's really exploded and it's referred to among fans as the Barbie cinematic universe. And what I thought was crazy, Which I love me too, <laughs> and that it's become one of the highest grossing media franchises of all time. And I think that because, you know, like the Barbie movies are not necessarily a high budget thing that you wouldn't even necessarily think about it. But no, the, the Barbie movies are very important to the Barbie brand. The movies and films would regularly appear on Nickelodeon starting from 2002 to 2007. And now eventually they've been moving to streaming services. If you go onto Netflix and search Barbie, unfortunately, they don't have the old ones that I was raised on, but they do have a lot of the Barbie movies. Also, just a but side funny note is that when you search Barbie and Netflix, the Reputation t Stadium Tour by Taylor Swift is like the second thing. And I, I thought that was so that. funny. <laughs> was like, okay. Super weird, actually. I'm like, okay. Uh -huh. One funny Fun fact, though, if you are feeling nostalgic for any of the previous, like, old Barbie movies, mm -hmm. they are available to rent on Amazon Prime for $4, or you can just buy them for 5 Oh. <laughs> I mean, you could watch it once for $4, or if you watch it twice, you've already paid it off. 
for five dollars already paid it off okay wait i'm i'm pausing the information portion for a personal question what is your favorite barbie movie Oh, I feel like we have to wait to talk about that because we're going to dive into all of them in just a okay. minute. Okay, fine, fine, fine. I just got okay. really excited to talk about them. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to hold myself back. We're right. almost there. <laughs> all right, moving on. I will give the information first. Like I mentioned, so in the 1980s, they started making video series, like videos for Barbie. But as of 2012, there's the Barbie Life in the Dreamhouse vlogger and Barbie Dreamtopia. They're television shows. YouTube, like I said, it's, it's all over. But the origins of this and why it started, I thought was really interesting. So the popularity and the sales of the Barbie doll started to actually decline in the 1980s and struggled like even further in the 2000s, which is, you know, interesting because it's like we think of Barbie, it's such like a staple of like really just American culture. I don't feel like that's so bold to say, especially with how the world has been responding to this new Barbie movie. I know. I almost wonder if it's because of stuff like this though. Like Mm -hmm. I have so much respect for the Barbie brand with their marketing. Like, oh my gosh. But because like, I know we're about to talk about it, but the reason why they went into video was because of Bratz. Yeah. As a competitor for the dolls. Mm -hmm. So to like get people interested in it again, they were like, okay, let's move into movies. Yeah. And it's interesting that now I feel like Barbie sales were probably declining again because the last major push they had was in 2016 with like that documentary and the diverse body Barbie types. It's been a while. So maybe they were like, okay, it's time. Time to do a full movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, like you mentioned, they couldn't really compete with Bratz dolls because like they were totally different. They were like, I don't even necessarily want to say they're more sexualized characters, but it was just the vibe was totally different from Barbies and Bratz. And so they were trying to figure out how their brand could adjust to keep the toy relevant. And so what they did is actually what I thought was interesting is they actually initially considered reducing the Barbie's breast size. I... I don't know why. I think because maybe brats. Yeah, that's smaller true. Chests, so they were like, oh, maybe that's where we need to go. But in- interesting. I know. <laughs> but at the same time, they kind of claim that like, you know what? Like being consistent is one of Barbie's strengths. Like we talked about it in the last episode that like a very key thing. And one was one of the problems in 2016 when they did start introducing new Barbie body types is that all of a sudden the clothes weren't as universal as they were before. But like that was the thing that was consistent about Barbies is that all of the Barbie clothes could fit all of your Barbie dolls. And so the Mattel team considered targeting market audiences of career women and their daughters by introducing lines of doctor or lawyer Barbies. However, after they did this research to see if they would like you know, resonate with that. They basically just realized that girls were spending more time online than playing with physical dolls. So mm-hmm. they decided, okay, cool. Then we're going to switch the way we're using Barbie and let's put her in more interactive platforms where the girls can get to know this character and then therefore, you know, want to play with her. And yeah. so that's what they did. They made these movies. Okay. This is such a weird, like little tangent though, but do you remember the My Scene dolls? Oh, yeah. I forgot about them, but yes. <laughs> okay. I found out, which I thought so, they were run by Barbie. Oh. Like, Barbie is one of the characters, but it was like a direct competitor to Bratz. But did you ever play the Mycene video games? I Yes. Uh-huh. I loved those. <laughs> like, I remember spending so many hours on oh, Mycene games. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I just Googled it just to, like, remember yes the my scene like i was on those like the barbie website and the my scene all the time yeah 
Oh my gosh, that so was a memory that just thing. got unlocked. Yeah. I know. Yeah, this is like another thing that they did that like I didn't want to like skip over too much because it was such a major part of my life. Mm-hmm. Also, if you go on like this site called Numuki, I think they still have all of the Mycene games. Like you can go and play them still. What? Yeah. What is the website? So, if you just literally Google Mycene games, I think it'll pop up, but it's called Numuki, like N U M U K I com thank you for but they have like the barbie makeover studio and like the mycene shopping spree in the mycene beauty studio (gasps) the makeover studio oh no i spent hours on that stupid oh my okay i have an early flight to catch tomorrow but like you know what whatever I'm playing this after we record. Anyways. I just think it's funny because like I thought for the longest time that they were a competitor of Barbie. And then Mm -hmm. I was like, wait a second. Barbie was one of the characters. Like that is totally Barbie. Barbie was one of the scene dolls. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make any sense. But then also, if you listen to our episode last week, you'll notice there's some like common names. Like they had characters that shared names with some of the Barbie dolls. Yeah. uh Uh-huh. Well, that's what I... I mean, like Teresa, one of my favorite mm-hmm. Barbie movies that I watched with my little sister was like Barbie and the Diamond Castle. And it was like the friendship of Barbie and Teresa. And then as yep. we're doing the research last week, I was like, oh, Teresa. Oh, like that's yes. it's all the characters in the Barbie lore, Barbie universe. <laughs> that's it. Mm-hmm. So apparently there's also some like legal stuff between Bratz and Mattel. Oh. The guy who started Bratz was like working at Mattel when he got the idea for Bratz. And mm-hmm. so they were like, you stole the idea from us. But then they got mad at them for having the mycene dolls and like them oh interesting yeah and like called it trade secrets the judge ended up finding in favor of mattel and so they were both able to just keep going produce hmm. but then mattel ended up retiring the mycene line once the barbie movies got more popular so there's a they fun didn't need the mycene line interesting yeah. But, the computer but I do games. remember mm-hmm. being obsessed with those video games. Oh, I so. played those on the computer all the time. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Okay, well, thank you for bringing this into my life. I really appreciate mm-hmm. it. Go play. Everyone, go relive your childhoods tonight. You're welcome. Okay, are we going to talk about the specific movies now? <laughs> yes, we are. I'm okay. so excited. Okay, so they found out more people were spending on time online. One of those things that they decided to do was create a film, and they originally decided they were just going to release it every fall, so it would be a good Christmas present, you know? I feel like fall is the time to release things. Mm-hmm. So they were going to come out with one computer CGI movie <laughs> a year, and they started out with what I consider like the foolproof method. Like, this is what Disney did at first, too. Mm-hmm. You don't try to write an original story, because it can flop. Heavens So no. you take a traditional story that everyone knows and you barbify it (laughs) you make barbie the star (laughs) yep and so you'll even notice all of these titles are like barbie in the nutcracker barbie as rapunzel because she's the actress playing the character Mm -hmm. in the movie it's all very very meta yes honestly i mean we discussed it last week is there are literal (laughs) blooper reels animated blooper reels at the end of every movie of barbie messing up her lines and being goofy and getting things wrong definitely it's it's amazing which is ridiculous to Mm -hmm. think about someone having to animate fake bloopers but whatever they commit to the bit like we've talked about they are dedicated they are so first off i had to ask what was the first barbie movie you remember seeing i mean okay like it it must have been nutcracker but swan lake and Mm -hmm. Rapunzel. Rapunzel was the one I watched okay. all the time. I mean, that makes sense, actually. You mm-hmm. had a song. 
called Rapunzel. I did. I did. As a 15-year-old, I wrote a song called Rapunzel, sang that in my junior year talent show. There you go. I remember I got Barbie and the Nutcracker on VHS for Christmas. I had all the VHSs for... mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) The memories. Yep. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. love it so much so yeah i will say barbie and the nutcracker is definitely the one i remember a lot and then i think the rest of them i ended up getting on dvd i definitely had rapunzel on vhs i i that is a core memory of mine on dvd so barbie and the nutcracker was the first one that came out in 2001 Mm -hmm. it's just the classic story you know she gets a nutcracker by the mouse king she's actually telling the story to her younger sister kelly Oh, yeah. It's no longer named that. It is now Chelsea. So that's funny. <laughs> then in 2002, they released Rapunzel, another mm-hmm. top tier. Then, of course, it just follows Barbie of Swan Lake. Honestly, one of my favorites. Barbie is Princess and the Popper. Oh, I had both of the Barbie dolls of the Princess uh, yeah. and the Popper. This has just been like a week of like inner child joy. I love that so much. So yeah, they did Barbie of Swan Lake, Barbie of Princess Popper, arguably one of the best. And then they mm-hmm. did their first original film, actually, in 2005 with Barbie Fairytopia. Mm-hmm. And that one also was released in the spring, which broke their one film per year release schedule. And then they continued on with some kind of mixed with legend or original story. They did Barbie and the Magic Pegasus, then Barbie Fairytopia Mermaidia. <laughs> I which love it. I've heard some stories. People believe that that one is actually the very best plot really? out of all of them. Mm-hmm. I, I just love how just so girly they are, you know, like the yes. names, like I know you're probably gonna mention it in a second, but Barbie Fairytopia magic of the rainbow like that is just it's a movie made for little girls and i i love it i love it and the cases are pink and they're sparkles (laughs) and everything's like script yeah i love it so much the other one is barbie diaries which came out in 2006 that one was kind of more of a real life scenario then they had barbie and the 12 dancing princesses Mm. kind of going back to that brothers groom tale inspired Mm -hmm. then yeah barbie fairytopia which is the trilogy of the fairytopia (laughs) i love it world Mm -hmm. barbie is the island princess barbie mariposa barbie in the diamond castle which brought up Teresa, like you Mm -hmm. mentioned it's actually her first role and then her debut stacy who replaces kelly as the audience for barbie stories that's her older sister who's like yeah i remember eight Mm -hmm. or nine and then they did barbie in a christmas carol which is the last time that her younger sister was named Kelly, because after that, it they was changed Chelsea. To Chelsea. Mm-hmm. They also had her friend Nikki, who was introduced for the first time. Mm. And then Barbie prevent- presents Thumbelina, and then Barbie and the Three Musketeers. And that's kind of where the 2000s end. And yeah. then after that, I consider them the modern plots, whereas these ones are the Barbie classics. Yeah, I agree. Those are the yep. Barbie classics. <laughs> So if you had to like list your top tier, the absolute best Barbie movies, which ones would you pick? All right. I maybe have given this away. Barbie is Rapunzel. I watched the trailer for it, which by the way, the animation is a little spookier than I remember. (laughs) It's bad, guys. It's not not good. It's not good. They did not have Disney Studio money. Yeah. A low budget 
2000s animation yeah so but i don't remember it being bad when i was little i don't remember it being bad at all which i guess you know shows how far we've come in the technologies of animation that i was like this is what it should look like yeah barbie rapunzel i mean the magic paintbrush like that's my favorite okay yeah let me let me consider this this is a really important question that you're asking me i had time to think about it so i feel bad that i'm like on you i did love barbie and the diamond castle that was like almost i mean i wasn't aging out of barbie but like when we had the two diamond castle barbies like those are my little sisters they were not mine okay but the movie is pretty good i'm not gonna lie you have little sisters so i feel a little jealous i feel like you got to see more of the later ones than i did like the last one i remember watching like actually watching Uh uh-huh is probably barbie and the 12 dancing princesses i did watch that one i i haven't actually seen any of the fairytopia ones they're pretty wonderful i'm not gonna lie (laughs) i know i need to to finish my my last three though yes barbie as the princess and the pauper but oh but but i feel bad leaving behind swan lake but i think rapunzel diamond castle and princess and the pauper i think i think those are my top three I love that. Mm-hmm. What about yours? Okay, my top. I think it's nostalgia that gets me for this one, but like Barbie and the Nutcracker. Yeah, you, you, like, you can't beat it. I mean, I I had the Barbie for that one. I was obsessed mm-hmm. with ballet for a really long time when I was little until I sadly found out that I am not flexible enough to ever be a ballerina. <laughs> be a ballerina, but yeah. I still just love it. Like it's just pretty and like so girly, and I loved the story. So obsessed with barbie and the nutcracker the other ones that i loved i loved barbie of swan lake i think it was Ugh. her dress the and there's dress. like the unicorn mm, yeah it's gorgeous it is so beautiful <laughs> so that was a main one the one that got the most playtime definitely barbie the princess and the popper also because my brothers would watch that one with me miracle wow but we loved the prem whatever his name is preminger oh his yeah. like evil villain song how could i refuse <gasps> epic best tv villain maybe ever like you know that I one is you have an argument Disney for level. That. yeah i know they could literally yeah anyway phenomenal i'm so <laughs> listen I'm, I'm fully with you yeah, <laughs> yeah. on that mm-hmm. um so and then 12 dancing princess is another one you'll notice a theme anything that involves ballet with barbie apparently i'm obsessed with i didn't know this about myself but but you know, they feel like they belong together. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like, that feels and right. When I went to watch one, I watched one last night because I couldn't sleep. Which one did you so watch? I bought it on Amazon. And I watched Barbie and the 12 Dancing Princesses mm-hmm. because I had just listened to the entire Barbie Princess and the Popper soundtrack. Because <laughs> before the Barbie movie, I was like, oh, you know, like Barbie vibes. Uh-huh. And so I didn't want to watch that one because I felt like I had just seen it. And uh-huh. so I watched Barbie and the 12 Dancing Princesses and it's cute. And she falls in love with the shoemaker and it's it's adorable. Dang, I guess I'm renting these movies or just straight up buying them. (laughs) Yeah, I will say like I have. So those are like, I guess, like my masterpiece tier, like God tier Barbie movies. Mm -hmm. And then the ones that I consider like phenomenal, but like just a little bit lower would be the Fairytopia and Mermaidia ones. Mm -hmm. My brothers would actually also watch those ones with me. Interesting. They have like there's this little like blue guy named Bibble in it that I'm sure you've seen floating around online Mm -hmm. he comes from fairytopia and mermaidia oh and he kind of makes it worth it (laughs) yes (laughs) that little guy so it is funny how many moments from the barbie movies have been used as like recent memes like the the dancing dogs that's from diamond Mm -hmm. castle 
when i saw that i was like what is this like this is something from deep in my brain the memory and it clicked yep and then the other ones for me are barbie is rapunzel which i loved and then also barbie and the magic of pegasus i -hmm. fully believe that that one is underrated okay you know i actually don't really remember that one very much so seems like i got some homework frozen before frozen was a thing i will say that so like she plays a princess who's an ice skater she goes out on a quest mm-hmm. to with her cursed older sister Brietta. Yeah. On a flying Pegasus to the Cloud Kingdom after they're attacked by like an evil guy. Mm-hmm. And then they like defeat him and rescue their people. Like sisterhood. One's blonde, one's a redhead. I'm pretty sure Brietta's a redhead. That's amazing. There's ice <laughs> and a polar bear. I love it's it. It's totally the origins of Frozen in my humble opinion well i fully believe that that is true i'm i'm totally with you on that no but i will say out of all of the plots that i Mm -hmm. read like i was very intrigued by barbie and the diamond castle i don't think i've seen that one but it's about muses listen i i would dare say i still would love it so you should watch diamond castle i i liked it it. so obviously phenomenal movies like Mm -hmm. cannot say enough good things about them if you have not seen barbie princess and the pauper you must. Mm-hmm. I will say, I think that one's probably top tier for the world. Like everyone <laughs> would argue that that's oh. their favorite. If there was a community poll and they had to decide on the best Barbie movie, they would probably pick that one. I, I, yes, you're totally agree. I'm just laughing yeah. at the, the world. <laughs> like if yeah. everyone in the world would agree that this is an amazing, excellent movie. And I'm like, honestly, <laughs> I respect that. So correct. I think they would. I'm pretty sure it has a really high rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Oh, actually, a lot of them did. I think I was looking them up last night, too, because I got curious. Let me find. And they're they're not low. I'll tell you that much. They're better than you think they'd be for that animation. For how not great the movies are. <clears throat> it's a 75 percent audience score. You know? All right. I didn't mention about them. They went they were straight to DVD or VHS yes. releases. Now they go straight to streaming services. It's an easy way to bypass the whole like ticket sales, box office yeah, fees kind of deal. They're not trying to like <laughs> like that's no. <laughs> no, so. they're not trying to compete. They were just trying to continue their brand. You know, they were just trying to entertain young girls. Mm-hmm. Pure intentions. And obviously there's a lot of monies in DVD sales. So So they're doing just fine. The Barbie Diaries. I was going to mention that one. Do you remember watching that? I I feel like I might have aged out by the time. Okay, I don't remember it. like, I was like, oh, no, there's no way I saw that one. And then I think I ran across, like, a preview of it when I was doing some research. And I was like, oh, my gosh, no, I totally saw that one. There's, like, a butterfly oh. necklace and, like, a diary. <gasps> and, like, they have a band. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I just Googled it. And, yep. Yes, so I'm the fully Barbie believed Diaries. that we all saw that and then promptly forgot it. Yeah. Also, apparently that full movie's on YouTube, so yeah, you can go watch it for free right me, now. Actually. But oh. I'm like, or maybe I've seen the preview of it too. I think was on some movie it, that I own. You know, that's probably what it was. I probably have seen that preview so many times because of. But oh why my, is it on? This um, animation is horrifying. So after all of that. Barbie moved into starring Barbie as herself in films. And they did that for the 2010s. So there's a bunch of them. I'm not going to go through it all. But yeah, there's, there's like so Barbie many. The Pearl Princess. They have like a mermaid tale, another fairy one. 
Princess Charm School. But it basically has a lot of Barbie as herself instead of playing a character. Mm-hmm. And then they're still releasing films. I don't have these written down. But a lot of them, like you mentioned, are going direct to Netflix. The latest one was actually 2023, so this year. They have Skipper's Babysitting Adventure film. Skipper is the one that they throw in all of the babysitting doll packs, like we've mentioned, after mm-hmm. Barbie aged out of it. So makes sense that Skipper's the babysitter. So they're still making Barbie films. You could share this beloved knowledge with everyone you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i don't know if the new ones are worth it but i'm not gonna judge because you know there's probably people who love them just as much as we loved princess and the pauper magic castle absolutely they are there for people 100 percent. yes look bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters and What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Um, okay. Is it, is it time to... It is time. Thank you. Listen, I have been fighting (laughs) texting you because I know our discussion will be recorded. My friend today was literally like, oh, have you talked about it? And I was like, no, No, we can't. (laughs) I'm not going to. No. Okay. Like, we're not going to destroy the sanctity of more than a muse. Listen. (laughs) Okay. I want an overall thought on the Barbie movie first. Love. (laughs) Obsessed. Uh, Five out of five stars. Okay. Spoilers. Obviously. Moving forward. Yes. I turned to Jordan after, who's... I made him go with me, but like he wanted to go. Like I didn't make him, but I I was like, when is Ryan Gosling? Like he needs an Oscar for his role as Ken. Amazing. I love him. That was the most camp girly thing I've ever seen. And it was, it was joyful. It was so wonderful. (laughs) I, oh gosh. I feel like I don't even know how to explain how much I adore that movie because it like doesn't fully encompass it but like okay so i went to a barbie party today right so i'm so jealous i wish i could have been there hot pink we got sweaters which i'm wearing i loved that sweater yes thanks the back is adorable and we were all like dressed up got my nails done everything like we were decked out and i looked around at the end and everyone was sobbing and i feel like that is like the perfect example of like barbie means so much to us in a way mm-hmm. that you can't fully explain like it's so i feel like it's how when people felt when they went and saw toy story 4 you know like growing up on the movies and then like mm-hmm. watching it at the end when like andy gives his toys away it yeah. was like that kind of feeling totally. of like yeah just like your entire childhood being summed up in something and like it doing justice to it yeah 100 yeah. percent. i i honestly the vibes in that movie theater that i was in it wasn't a party or anything Everyone was wearing hot pink and pink. Mm -hmm. And like, I felt like we were all just like collectively just like interacting with the screen. Like, yes, there are people like like, laughing out loud, laughing out loud, like snapping fingers when people liked what the actors were saying. (laughs) Like it was one like a full production yelled out, tell him sister when she was doing like her speech. (laughs) Literally love that. That's so funny. Do you have a favorite part or a favorite moment? Personally, 
mine was okay i got a couple okay yeah (laughs) the first one is the the moment where it pans out and all the kens are playing the guitar and serenading the barbies listen as a musician Mm -hmm. yes 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 that was so funny and the song choice was amazing oh my gosh and then (laughs) the ken war that turned into a musical number they don't make movies like this anymore i need more random dance numbers in the middle of a movie that is not a musical yes i need that that is what i'm looking for in my movies i tell you okay so this is what makes me so happy so when greta gerwig and margot robbie we're looking for Ken. Mm-hmm. Margot Robbie was a producer, so she had a ton of input on casting. Mm-hmm. And she was thinking about the fact that, like, whoever they put as Ken would have to be completely fine with <laughs> playing second fiddle to whoever cast as Barbie. Like, they would have to embrace their role as, like, the accessory of the lead woman. And if you think about, we talked about a little bit about the idol coming out and how, like, The weekend didn't think he got enough screen time, so he, like, took over and they rewrote the entire thing and with a male director and everyone hates it and that's a whole other thing like they couldn't have cast an egotistical hollywood man who wasn't okay with being and ken yeah it had to be someone that could encompass everything that that character was and shine with it Mm -hmm. and i just don't know how they could have gotten someone as perfect as ryan gosling and she even said that the minute she thought about him she was like, it has to be him. And her and Greta Gerwig were determined that it had to be Ryan Gosling. Because not only was he like the heartthrob we remember from all of the chick flicks growing up, so that like perfectly fits mm-hmm. in. But also like he's this perfect, and they even said this, like this perfect example of like John Travolta mixed with like like Zach Efron, you know, like yeah. teenage heartthrob, but like not too masculine, but like not overly feminine, like just this perfect like how do you find someone who fits that so well (laughs) it's incredible have you seen the like jimmy i think it was on jimmy fallon i don't know some talk show he told the story of how he told greta gerwig that he would be play ken have you heard this story Mm -mm. oh okay i'm gonna find the interview and send you a link after because it's so funny to hear him tell the story but basically he you know read the script he was thinking about it and he was outside and he saw a Ken doll that was his like child, you know, his kids. And it was just like left face down in the dirt. And he took a picture of it and he sent it. And he said like something along the lines of like, he has a story to tell and I shall be your Ken <laughs> or something like that. I, I'm, I I'm not getting like the wording right. And the way he yeah. said it was so funny. So go watch it. You will, you will love Definitely. it. Definitely. His story needs to be told. Mm-hmm. Like, and like, told and it. I will be your Ken or something so yeah. funny like that. Some other fun things about the film. They So when they first acquired the rights, it actually started out with Sony Pictures. And this was clear back in April 2014. And they wow. were going to have Amy Schumer be the <gasps> lead role. Would have been a very different movie. Mm-mm. And I don't mean that in a mean way. It just... It would have been a very different movie. Then they actually ended up talking about Anne Hathaway for a while in the titular role. That could have been interesting. Mm -hmm. But then Sony ended up losing the rights and they were transferred to Warner Brothers. And then they cast, and that was in 2018. And then they cast Margot Robbie in 2019. And then Greta Gerwig was announced 
in 2021. And then Gosling and the rest of the cast were announced in 2022. So they filmed primarily in England and then in Los Angeles, California for all of the real world scenes. <laughs> and I just think it's so interesting how many different things we've been through. There's been a lot of like headlines of past directors or like actors who were on the project who were talking about like, oh, they wanted to make Barbie feminist and like, I just couldn't do that. Or <laughs> there was like no way that that would have worked or it just like all this stuff about like, oh yeah, Barbie can't be a feminist movie. So it never would have worked and we couldn't do it. And I feel like they made a Barbie feminist movie. Like, what are you talking also, about? Also, I mean, like, I think they acknowledged everything that we talked about in the episode like yesterday. Yeah. I mean, last week of just like the problem of the intention versus how it came across and the times they did mm -hmm. wrong. And like, you know, of just like, it was supposed to be like, hey, girl, you can play as yourself and you can write your own story and like the what the brand stands for is actually like pretty feminist especially the idea that it was born in the 1950s and 60s you know yeah that's so cool but over time it just totally changed what it even was at all yeah and i think that they really pointed out like in barbie land that they think they fixed everything mm -hmm. for the real world and they're so grateful for them when it's like oh no like the real world's always gonna be kind of <laughs> screwed up <laughs> but also like the friend i want to watch it with she was even talking about how what a better way to explain like the patriarchy than to have a man go through kind of the opposite of that in barbie world yeah. and like be kind of in that subversive accessory role and then learn be like oh my gosh like there's a world where men rule and then both of them kind of realize that neither of those work like yeah. you can't have all one gender in charge because like mm -hmm. barbie didn't even know where the ken slept there's no ken dream house that's sad that's so <laughs> sad i know i liked at the end she apologized she was like i'm sorry like yeah, you know i every thought night that didn't have really to be good. girls night <laughs> like that's so true that's so nice yeah. no and other things like where it said barbie always has a good day but ken only has a good day if barbie looks at him it's like <laughs> oh <laughs> yes it made me feel really bad for ken especially because we talked in the last episode about how like ken wasn't popular and so when him and barbie like broke up they had to do like a makeover on the kendall to try and like reunite him with barbie mm -hmm. which by the way gave me a whole idea mattel if you want a sequel i have the entire plot mapped up in my head oh i'm i would love to hear that please it basically it follows canon barbie and ken broke up barbie goes to the real world as a human Ken and them have a break. She can date a surfer boy named Blaine. <gasps> That's all canon. That's all canon. And then Ken goes through his makeover where he learns about himself. He rediscovers who he is. And then he gets to go to the real world and win her back. Barbie and Ken have to be together. I know. I understand the point of the movie was like not finding love. And like that was a, probably a very, that was a choice. But yeah. there's the child in me that's like, but Barbie and Ken are supposed to date like i don't yeah the, the nine-year-old in me was like mm -mm, this isn't computing i know the will ferrell where you're like but she gets ken she's in love with him and then it's like she's not in love with ken <laughs> like, uh, no she's not that was so funny her. <laughs> yeah. why so would if they you? want a sequel that's actually that we a, all get on board with that that's a funny idea for a barbie sequel that would like be yeah. totally justifiable it's not like a money-making sequel like that makes sense to me yeah. There should be a sequel he that be, that happens. He'll go through his whole thing, figure out his whole individualism, realize that he also still wants to be with her. 
he can mm-hmm. go win her back. I love that. I think my favorite line of the whole show too was when he was like, yeah, I realized that patriarchy wasn't just about riding horses and I got kind of bored. And I, <laughs> I want a shirt that says that. I'm not even kidding. Uh-huh. Like <laughs> so much. Uh-huh. There's like other things that just keep coming out about the movie that I love. Greta Gerwig did this whole thing where she talked about when they're roller skating in Mm -hmm. Venice Beach. People were actually coming up to Ryan Gosling and being like, high five, man. Like, you look great. You're being amazing. And like, no one was talking to Margot Robbie. And like, people were looking at her weird. And so like the reaction that she had was actually real. And Greta, as like a director and like, you know, a fellow woman, they're like friends. She wanted to like literally go over to her and be like, it's okay, it's okay. But then she realized how important it was that they needed to have Barbie be uncomfortable for the first time. So she just like let Margot suffer through the scene. But like Margot Robbie was literally that uncomfortable when they were filming because of how people were reacting just between the two of them. So were they literally so, just like, those were just like people that were, well, they were filming in the public. Cause remember those were the first true. like yeah. photos that went viral of the Barbie movie. Yeah. Everyone saw those costumes. That's true. They so. were literally on Venice beach filming. So, I mean, like I'm sure and they they're not going to like shut down a whole beach. Like you can't no. necessarily do that. Yeah. Especially in like Los Angeles, like that's probably pretty common. They shut mm-hmm. down like a street or something to film. Or, like a so they portion probably had, like, of the it. Walkway. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure for the most part, like, that was just public. Yeah, that's But, like, true. people were complimenting Ken, you know, Ryan Gosling so much. And, like, they really were looking at her weird. Someone else, it was Al- Al- Alyssa Wilkinson of Vox. She compared Barbie Land to, like, the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. And then Barbie and Ken as, like, the inverted parallels of Adam and Eve. Oh. So them, like, being suddenly realized that they're, like naked and being looked at and everything Mm -hmm. when they like wander out into the real world i thought that was like a really interesting point that is really interesting there was like a lot of complaints about the ending really and we can bring this up again later but like i have no complaints about it like that's all she wanted she wanted to be real and like that what is more real like she had everything else the only thing that really made her real was like everything that comes with being mm-hmm. a full woman i didn't actually i didn't mind the ending at all i feel like it would have been weird if she just would have been like okay cool and i'm staying in barbie land i don't know how else it would have ended besides like staying with ken and falling in love but like that you know that wouldn't have worked either i don't think that would have well, made sense for when yeah was going. ken kind of turned into the villain for a little while <laughs> he needs some he yeah needs some moments he alone to grow one thing that's also fun so Gerwig and Bombach are the two writers for the film. They were given full creative freedom, which I think is amazing. I think Mattel like gave the final approval, I'm assuming, but they did give them full creative film like freedom, which is That's probably cool. hardly ever happened. They got to collaborate on the screen pe- screenplay during the COVID pandemic. Mm-hmm. And they described the writing process as very open and free. And she was really inspired by the Apostles' Creed. So it was like her film treatment consisted of an abstract poem on Barbie influenced by the Apostles' Creed. So I want to find this poem, but if you're seeing religion parallels, it's intentional. Oh, 1000% did I see the religious parallels. Also, she was really inspired by the 1994 nonfiction book Reviving Ophelia by Mary Pfeiffer, which accounts the effects of societal pressures on american adolescent girls and then also of course found inspiration in classic technicolor musicals like the red shoes (gasps) the umbrellas of cherbourg and she is quoted saying they have such a high level of what we came to call authentic artificiality you have a painted sky 
in a soundstage, which is an illusion, but it's also really there. Like the painted backdrop is really there. The tangibility of the artifice is something we kept going back to, mm-hmm. which is fun because there was no CGI in this movie. Like the sets were real. Oh, were and the sets there. were so fun. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So they were tangible. Like it was the thing, like the artificial reality where it's like it's there, but it's not real, but mm-hmm. it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which mm-hmm. I love the so callback to like the technical like musicals because I yeah during the big Ken dance number with all the different sets and everything I was like this is like giving me like singing in the rain vibes and I oh yeah until all the black t-shirts came out and then I got very like grease lightning oh yes grease lightning for sure she also talked about like the idea of Barbie being constrained in multitudes Uh so like all of the women are Barbie and Barbie is all of the women so she doesn't have to have her own personal life because mm-hmm. she's like a part of her environment and then just how that mirrors like a girl's journey from childhood to adolescence but it's not like a coming of age film because it's just about being a woman rather than like a growing up because barbie's like already an adult right and then just kind of that whole thing i feel like she put so much thought and effort into every part of this mm-hmm I I love it so (laughs) much she also talked a lot about how she really felt the need to have like those intergenerational relationships that she likes to have in all of her films like Barbie sitting on the bench with the old woman which is like one of my favorite parts where she looks over and you see this like kind of shock on her face because she probably has never seen anyone who was old Mm -hmm. and then she just goes you're so beautiful and the lady's like I know I know and that was nice. Laugh. Also, it was. all the moments with Ruth Handler, I the know. creator, Aww. touched my heart, especially the part where she's like, you think the woman who created Barbie looks like Barbie? I'm a five foot two grandma with a double mastectomy and, and tax, tax evasion <laughs> problems. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I loved that line. It was just beautiful. Like this movie had so much heart. Mm-hmm. Like it was just wonderful. She also, this is another funny thing. She used Planet of the Apes as an example for, like, the Barbie's rule and the Kens are an underclass kind of societal structure for inspiration there. (laughs) That's so funny. And you've seen it twice already, huh? Yeah, I have. (laughs) And I love it. I'm and I will be buying it, it on again. DVD. I know. I'm excited to so see it again because I also feel like it was such a witty movie. And like really we mentioned was. earlier, there's like so many just like jokes that pay homage to the Barbie brand and like, you know, the little inside yes. things. Alan was hilarious. So funny. And all of NSYNC is apparently Alan. So even Justin Timberlake. <laughs> yes, even him. That was funny. Yeah, like having Skipper's Treehouse, having Midge there pregnant, the discontinued dolls up in the like weird house, funky, mm-hmm. weird house with weird Barbie. And uh, Kate McKinnon did such a good job with that role, too. Yeah, she really did. I was telling that to Jordan that like, I mean, this isn't I don't mean to insult her by saying this, but like I definitely just like view her as an SNL cast member who is just like a yeah. comedian more, not like an actress. Definitely. And so I was a little bit worried when I saw her in that role that I was like, is this just going to feel like there's an SNL cast member in this movie? But no, I didn't feel that at all. Like I totally believed no. it. And like when you look at her, you're like, yeah, she does. She just looks like an older Barbie doll. Mm-hmm. Like she's got the blue eyes and the blonde hair and like she really is stunning like seeing her and margot robbie next to each other it was like oh it makes sense like the whole idea that she really was the prettiest barbie in the land Mm -hmm. and then she got played with too hard and i loved the flashbacks that looked like she was the totally hair barbie that was the best-selling barbie with like the hair down to her ankles 
So like it made sense why she's the it most beautiful, crazy. and then she, yep, got a little wild. No, I yeah. loved it. It was so funny. I can't wait to see it again. And yeah, listeners, I would love to know your thoughts too. Julie, I know, like inspired. tell us. Even if you want a message about it, we will answer. Mm-hmm. Also, just some, like last notes. It's doing really well. It is doing really well. (laughs) Which is really exciting because we kind of mentioned this at the beginning, but this is the biggest box office sales that a solo female director has ever seen, I think. So that's incredible. Yes, and we should all be applauding that. It's got like a 90% of audience audience reviews on Rotten Tomatoes already. And then critics are rating it at like an 8 out of 10. Mm -hmm. So it's doing pretty well. A lot of people are saying that, like, it's kind of a long commercial, which, okay, I understand that. I don't necessarily feel like Mattel Corporate was, like, the good guys there at all. No. Like, they were just kind of neutral. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can understand that it's like, oh, it feels like a giant commercial, but at the same time, if it's going to be a self-aware movie where it's a Barbie doll, like, it's it's going to have that. Like, I don't really know if that's escapable. If you're self-aware I know, and of that. I think compared to like how many brand partnerships and everything I did too, like I saw mm-hmm. a TikTok where it was like, oh, like how are we going to market this movie? And they're like, let's dye everything pink and let's have this and, you know, like we'll have a mortuary make Barbie sized coffins and like just crazy stuff. And then for Oppenheimer, they're like, oh, did you put up the poster? Okay, good. Yeah, I thought that and was like, so funny. And it's like, they're very different movies. <laughs> it makes sense that Barbie's going crazy, but also I feel like the public kind of called for the Barbie partnerships and people, people wanted it for it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And like, even in the movie theater at the very end, Ken has the like hoodie that's tie-dye that says, I am Kenneth. I want that. They're selling it on Mattel. <gasps> they posted it today. Oh, And a bunch no. of people were like, oh, so it's a money-making scheme. And I'm like no it's just people were probably like they posted it today they would have posted it here's the thing i think people like literally in the theater i heard the people behind me say i want that sweatshirt like yes i did too (laughs) and people will wear it are you it's 60 dollars. of course it is um yeah but i i love that oh my gosh soft (laughs) it is probably a nice listen you know what yeah I hate to say it, guys. Like capitalism wins today. Like <laughs> it really does. Sorry. And another thing was like in the sense saying, of like oh, I lose, I give up. Yeah, <laughs> I'll fight it. People tomorrow. are also saying like Barbies are now skyrocketing in sales once again, mm-hmm. which they're like, oh, and plastic is bad. I want to like kind of say something. Maybe this is controversial. Plastic isn't necessarily bad unless you're disposing of it constantly. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Mm-hmm. Like people use plastic and pretty much everything there's parts of your computer that are plastic like parts of your furniture are plastic the only problem that comes with plastic is like one use frequently disposed of intended to be thrown away plastic Mm -hmm. if you buy barbie dolls and you keep them in like good shape and like hand them down to your kids like my mom gave me some of her barbies i plan on giving them to my children that's fine like plastic is durable there's a reason a lot of things are made out of it mm-hmm. it only becomes a problem if you're like buying and throwing away constantly does that make sense yeah so it's like it's not plastic that's like inherently evil like i'm sure there's a lot of things that come with like making it i was gonna say like i don't know what the pollution <laughs> yeah. is involved with making plastic <laughs> yeah. but but there's like a lot of reasons why like people chose it as 
a material. So like it's not inherently evil to buy things that are made out of plastic. Also, Barbie does have a couple of collections that are made out of recycled plastic for Barbie dolls. So if you're looking to be a little bit more eco-friendly, you can do that. But I just want to say like it's not this like inherently horrible thing in a lot of ways. And I'm sure like Mattel will have a lot to answer for that they need to like progress with and move forward with as we, you know, Mm -hmm. want to keep our environment going. But I just think it's interesting to immediately sum everything up to be like plastic bad. Yeah, no, I yeah, I truthfully don't have like a hot take on that. So like I totally respect that opinion. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and I could be completely wrong. Like I don't know, but I just think that like it's just like any other material. Like as long as you're conscious about it. Well, it's kind of like sorry, subject change. But like if people are insulting like people who are like buying things from Shein, you know? Yeah. Granted, things have come out about the working conditions, but. If we're just critiquing fast fashion, period, it's not necessarily the person who buys a t-shirt that is really cheap because that's what they can afford, but they buy the shirt and they own that shirt and wear it for five years. You know what I mean? Versus the person who is doing huge fast fashion hauls every month to stay up on current trends and then immediately throws them away. Like there's a very big difference and how you act as a consumer that I think like can make a big deal. And it's more important. I mean, as far as like what we're able to do, I think it's just really important to be a mindful consumer in that way. Yeah. It's just different. I completely Mm -hmm. agree. Yeah. Be mindful about it. Don't go crazy with it. Like don't go buy every Barbie doll that's ever been made immediately after, you know, but like if your daughter wants to get a Barbie now after this whole buzz, like I don't think there's anything wrong with buying a couple Barbies for your kid. They have the whole like Barbie. They made all the characters dolls. Oh my gosh. Yes, they did. That's another thing. So this is, they've made all the characters dolls. They actually have both of the pink cowgirl outfit with Margot Robbie, the pink plaid dress at the beginning and the little like teal and pink hat set that she wears when she confronts Ken mm. in the dream house. I like And that then one. Ken has his cowboy outfit and his like beginning teal and pink striped one i'm still dying to see the fur coat black fringe vest with multiple pairs of sunglasses and watches yes outfit Mm -hmm. that is what i think everyone should pick as their ken outfit for a halloween costume if you're going to totally i think you need the fur coat black fringe vest black ripped jeans with three watches on and two pairs of sunglasses with bandana wrapped around your head but oh that pink western outfit is gonna be everywhere and i'm so excited for it yeah, that was also one of the most popular costumes that I saw was a lot of people dressed as pink cowgirls. Well, everyone, thank you for joining. Thanks for our double week on Barbie. Come back next week. We're not talking about Barbie, but I did find a really cool forgotten woman artist that deserves some recognition and some love. So you can come mm-hmm. back, listen to us next week, but also DM us. I would love to know your thoughts on the Barbie movie. And yeah. Any, yeah. anything you might have to say I'm, I'm here for it definitely go see it again with people if you want to I just really want a female director to like really mm-hmm. show up every Marvel movie that's ever been made this year so and I think <laughs> this is the one that could do it yeah please. it's got a predominantly female cast with a female director and a female producer uh-huh. I think multiple female producers and it stars a female so just like if we can make it do really well like I would love it. I'm fully on board. I am Yeah, because I'm already convinced that, like, the Oscars are going to be mean and probably give a lot of awards to Oppenheimer over Barbie. So let's just make Barbie win <laughs> the dollar. <laughs> yeah, when I was like, Jordan, I just want Ken to win an Oscar. He's like, 
listen that's not gonna happen I'm like shit 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 yeah. i want it but to let me leave in my dream house and be happy Literally. there mm-hmm. anyways rate and review because you love us and we love you yeah rate and review barbie rate and review us and come back next week come back next week talk to you then and yeah bye bye hey podcast listener do you love talking about movies music tv comics and games then you should be listening to the great pop culture debate back in bigger than ever for season nine this season the panelists discuss the best james bond film the best elton john single the best nickelodeon original series the best batman villain and so much more find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com more than 100 topics are already available subscribe today